Welcome to the Lovingly Conscious Podcast, a podcast in which we discuss what it means to live a conscious life with love as a central point. I believe that if we all live life consciously, make conscious decisions and take responsibility for our own lives, that the world would be a much better place with love at the forefront. That is why I created this podcast, so we can discover what it means to live that mindful and conscious life together. My name is Megan Josephine, and I'm your host today. Let this epic episode begin. Before we get started with this really, really good episode, I want to talk about my platform called Meditation for Students. Meditation for Students is an online platform on which I've created 39 meditations, especially for students. And these are for students who know this feeling. You never give yourself the permission to take a break. You always feel like you've got something to do and you cannot relax and you have the words stress literally written on your forehead. You are constantly in your own mind worrying about life. Does that sound like you? You are at the right place. The platform Meditation for Students has 39 and counting meditations, four lessons about meditation and mindfulness, 16 affirmations to reduce stress, a bonus meditation, a daily planner, journal prompts, gratitude exercises, 13 tips to stop stressing and access to the exclusive Facebook page which will enable you to follow extra meditations. I will be teaching you what meditation is and what mindfulness is and how to meditate and how to apply mindfulness in your daily life but this won't take up a lot of time because I've created this for students who I know are busy, who have a social life, who have a job and of course a study to fulfill. Your biggest concern might be I don't have time to do this and I'm here to tell you that I'm not strict with you. If you feel like you don't have any time to meditate, then don't do it. And if you do have time to meditate, then do it. You are already busy and stressed enough. I don't want you to feel like meditation becomes a factor of stress too. So please feel like you can meditate whenever you can meditate and do it in your own time, on your own bed or just in the in the park when you've got time in the park to chill out. If you want a 50% discount for meditation for students, you can use that on my website, www.meganismindful.com and use the promo code podcast and you will get a 50% discount to meditation for students. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Lovingly Conscious Podcast. I'm your host, Megan. If you haven't heard this before, welcome, welcome to the Lovingly Conscious Podcast. So I felt like it was time for some more masculine energy on the podcast because I haven't interviewed any men yet. And this is my first interview with a man and I loved it. Um, I'm interviewing Philip and Philip is a conscious leader coach. And that's something that we talk about in this interview. So he helps people become a conscious leader and really step into their light, step into the gift that they have to give. Because I don't know if you've ever had this feeling, but I definitely have had this feeling of feeling and knowing that I have more to give in this world, but I just can't express it or I just don't know how to express it. And he helps people doing that. And we also define the term being a conscious person in this episode, which I thought was a really, really powerful statement because what does it mean to be a conscious person? I don't actually think I've actually talked about that on this podcast yet, so that's something I've got to do. Uh, but Philip really explains his take on this, and I completely agree with his take on this. We have certain key elements in our character 
that make us conscious. And yeah, it was a really, really powerful, powerful interview. And Philip was so kind, especially after we had finished the interview, he really took like, it were only a few seconds, but they really, that moment really had a big effect on me. He took this moment to really thank me for the work that I was doing. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. I'm wow. Thank you that you would share this compliment with me. So he is such a bright light, um, like I say about everyone on this podcast, but really he is such a conscious man and I'm so grateful I got to interview him. So Philip, if you're listening to this, thank you. Uh, so for all of you, um, I am going to stop talking now. It's time for the interview. Enjoy. Hi, Philip. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. I'm really happy to be here. Awesome. Me too. Um, so I have a question for you. The first question, which I ask everybody, which conscious choice have you made today? I've made the conscious choice today to do my morning routine that I do every morning, which consists of a bit of breath work, a bit of movement, bioenergetic shaking, and then uh, meditation. Wow. So, yeah, uh, it really gives me a lot, it, like anchors me in a lot every day. And uh, yeah, one of the conscious choices I made today. Beautiful. What's bioenergetic shaking? It's shaking your body really wildly with a beautiful name that doesn't <laughs> that sounds quite <laughs> fancy uh but you can just um yeah for everyone listening if you're interested like just type bioenergetic shaking uh, into youtube you're gonna find it and like bioenergetics is a very beautiful field of body work that you can do yourself with like different practices and it really um yeah energizes your whole body on on many levels so i recommend checking that out that sounds really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. So tell me about your story. How did you become a conscious leadership coach? And what made you the person that you are today? Mm. Yeah, thank you. So um, I, mean, I, I don't want to start my life story, like from all the beginning. But I think the, the important part is that um, I've been growing up, let's say more or less. Yeah, quite, quite regularly, like just had friends, was going to school, then was going to university. I didn't really know what I was going to study. So I started to study business administration because both of my parents are entrepreneurs. And I just knew, yeah, that's kind of a cool thing to do, although I didn't really know what I was going to do with that. And um, I actually had my kind of, let's say, wake up call in life rather early. So as I said, growing up quite protected and like not really given too much about anything. And then um, I started early 20s, like also facing phases of depression. Sometimes I started to have panic attacks and I didn't really know back then what was going on or like I also chose not to really talk to anyone about it and just kind of go forth with it. And then uh, I was 22 and it was like life orchestrated this point for me where uh, many things kind of came together in my life that were, yeah, just challenging. I was uh, splitting up with my back then girlfriend. I was kind of leaving this circle of friends involuntarily. Actually, I was kind of kicked out of, a, of my main circle of friends back then. And like many things happened at the same time, which and then also I went on this trip to, to Bali back then. It was 2013 uh, and many things came together in a way that like I, I really had this uh, kind of 
personal crisis moment. So I went to Bali and I really first first time in my life I had like, yeah, what I would today call like a full on like panic attack, kind of a nervous breakdown. I was wasn't able to sleep for a couple of days. I was feeling really, really just super, super off and was facing, yeah, many of these things that I had no idea before and that were really, really hard on me. Yeah, so to not make the story too long, um, I kind of came towards this point where I kind of had to surrender a bit because I was really trying to hold on and really trying to control life. And this was exactly one of the lessons in there, like letting go of control and also facing my fear of death, basically back then that I... I unconsciously always had and did not face. Yeah, so I had this one moment uh, where I kind of um, had this feeling that I wouldn't make it through this one particular night. And uh, I remember kind of having to let go and kind of having to surrender to the possibility because I also had, I I kind of had these fears that something with my heart is wrong, like physically, and that I was going to have a heart attack or something. And I kind of had to surrender and, and basically said like, well, you know, if, if this is what's meant to happen, then like F this and um, I, I cannot stop it, stop it. And I also cannot like the resistance. I, I didn't have any more the, the energy to, to just like be in, in resistance towards what's happening any longer. Mm-hmm. And so that started to change the dynamic slowly. It, it was not like a Hollywood movie flip. And the next day I woke up and every, everything was great. But um, it, it changed the dynamic for me of like I was, I was coming into surrender. I was coming into acceptance, basically. And then at the end of this trip, also something quite like this was more of the, the Hollywood movie moment back then. It was like in a, in a gift shop while exiting a vegetarian restaurant. Uh, I had this book like that was kind of jumping into my eyes and uh, I've read the title before and uh, it was the book called uh, The Power of Now by a guy called Eckhart Tolle that some of you might know Um, so I grabbed the book and I started to read it back then and um, it was the first book for me of that category I had no relation to spirituality or like to consciousness or to something higher and I was reading this book and I was like oh my God, like there's somebody talking about what I'm experiencing. And there's like a whole different world there that I, I didn't know before. So this was my portal, my entry point into, into a new world. This was a very crucial moment for me. And uh, since then, like, um, yeah, I've been learning. I've been evolving. I've, I've also been working different jobs till then. And like kind of found my, had to find my flow also in a, in a very, down-to-earth world, like doing different kinds of jobs, some that had more to do with my studies, some that had less. I've been also working in a coffee shop for a year throughout. I've been traveling, but I've also worked in startups. I've worked in real estate. And now, yeah, like um, not too long ago, I really focused on like just bringing everything that I've learned and that I am um, to the world uh, in this more direct form, working as a coach. so yes, this is kind of a long answer, but um, it's a, quite a long story already as well. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's fine. Um, what I, I found your sorry very powerful, and especially when you said your fear of death, that that was something that you had to really face and that you just had to let go. You had to just be there and let it happen. Mm. And I think that's very often something in life that that's so hard. I, I recognize this myself. I have this 
idea of having to really make it as an entrepreneur and I really want to like be really super successful mm. um but I'm pushing it so hard that you know it, it sometimes feels like I'm going towards a burnout and then I have to stop myself again and then I'm like Megan there's something that you're not doing well I have like this passion for freedom but that passion's like pushing me in the wrong direction so now I'm just focusing on the podcast and really really feeling like yeah that's really what I love doing you know I love having these conversations with people so letting go is such a big part of going into letting the universe guide you in that way you know instead of forcing yourself in a in a certain direction just let it happen let 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 yourself be guided and sometimes that can be in very extreme situations like you that you felt like you had to give like give yourself over to the universe as in okay if I die then I'll just die and that's that's very you know that's a big one or in smaller situations like when I now want to just do my podcast and let the universe take control of that and something I found really powerful that you said too is that it doesn't happen in like a Hollywood moment session you know I've, I've I don't know if about you but I've tried to you know build up my business and then I'm waiting for this waiting for this huge miracle moment, you know, that happens to me and it's, it's just not happening. <laughs> and it's like, why is it taking me so long? I see all these people on social media who have built their business in like a year and they became like a, a six figure or even seven figure entrepreneur within a, a year. And um, I'm, I'm not like that. Why not? Because it doesn't happen to everybody like that. So thank you for sharing that part. <laughs> You're welcome. Very welcome. Um, so you are your own boss now as a coach. How do you make your beautiful contribution to the world? Can you explain something about the work that you do? Yeah, happy to. So from the beginning, I started working one-on-one -on -one with people because that's um, something that I also love. Like I love to dive deep and just to also really hold a space for one person. I mean, I've I've also personally like experienced retreats and seminars and like group work as well is like super beautiful and can be super super powerful and healing as well i mean mm -hmm. i start to do that now as well with the man circles and everything but it's like um with my clients i work right now mostly one-on-one -on -one because i feel that's this is the way um how i can serve them most powerfully and yeah what i do right now is like um also in the end it's it's funny sometimes right how how life sends us on on our pathways and our trajectories and then sometimes we're like where is this supposed to lead like this looks super confusing my life's path like what am i doing i'm going here and then i'm going there and like how is this all kind of supposed to make sense and then also at some point i was like ah well okay and it kind of made sense for most of my adult life i thought what I went off and studied, uh, which was business administration, was like kind of useless to what I did. And now I feel that it is actually a beautiful part. I mean, I have to be honest, like much of still much of what I learned and what I know now of valuable things in entrepreneurship and business are things that I kind of like read or heard in a podcast or I did an online course I didn't necessarily take so much from the content of the university right but I mean it's a pathway it's a trajectory and it's like you do the best you can at the moment that you do it and um, now I'm also realizing that the whole inner work part of like what I also love going deep with people and speaking about these things for example speaking about fear speaking about our subconscious beliefs speaking about habits and routines speaking about all these kind of things um, the more I work with people, the more I see like no matter which area you're working in, 
we have to work holistic. Everything touches everything. You cannot only grow your business, but neglect your body or neglect your emotions or neglect your spirituality. Like we're holistic beings and everything touches everything. So I really don't believe like you can take a, as you said, like, yeah, six figures in 90 days, whatever. Like we've all seen these courses. We maybe all even bought them. And, and uh, many of us were a bit like disappointed uh, either towards ourselves or towards the course. I don't know. That depends. I mean, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's also like, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna like become a super successful and also more important, happy, fulfilled person only working on your business or only working in your mind. Like we always have to work on all levels. So um, yeah. that's what I'm also trying to do with my clients. Yeah. Beautiful. And do you only have, well, what kind of clients do you have? What's your demographic? Can you talk about that for a bit? For now, it's uh, actually people who want to start out as like, I, I use the term leadership because it, it takes in account a bit more than um, only one certain type of person. But it's like, people who have a message they know the standard routes for them kind of don't work they know they have greatness in them but also they have a hard time accessing it and living it and claiming it and integrating it and mostly right now this is people who actually want to start out in the world of coaching training as a healer as a teacher something like this um, yeah. and there's many 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 people out there who have much to say but don't really say it and don't really um have the all of the tools all of the courage all of the the inner foundations also to to do it and also like to be honest in this world um of coaching and everything there's a lot of information floating around and as we said i've i'm also definitely one that has i don't know 20 plus courses probably in the last 10 years or so and there's also not so many people i feel who really break it down also to like how to what matters and how we can actually make this function in a way and yeah i was happy enough like after if you keep knocking keep knocking keep knocking right like at, at some point you find those uh teachers and mentors who kind of have the answers you need to step forward and um yeah this is also now uh, what i'm really passionate about like helping people claim more of, of what they actually want to do and like help them do it um yeah. because i feel it's it's such a multiplier as well for our world like if we can build up more leaders who are out there who have big hearts who have big visions who have skills who have talents who have uh kind of they feel like they have a mission or they have a message but are not living it um i feel this is it's not missing in a way like everything's perfect as it is yeah but also at the same time, like I believe the, our world would be a more beautiful place if there were more people um, stepping up to that role and uh, daring to claim that. That's literally the motto of my podcast. Mm. <laughs> the world would be a better place if there were more, more conscious people, because that was going to be my next question. What does it mean to be a conscious leader? Because you coach people to become a conscious leader. Mm. But can you, show, can you tell us? what that means what is a conscious person you know <laughs> what's a conscious leader yeah it's a good question and like i can i can only define it for myself and obviously also when i chose this terminology i was like 
I'm thinking about like, I'm thinking about, I don't know, like an energy or like, I'm thinking about something that I kind of feel. And then also, um, we live in the world of like Twitter posts and Instagram bios, like we're really compressed when it comes to characters and everything. So it's also good. Like it, it, it helps us to, to bring it down to earth, right? Like, what am I here to do? Like, what, what is it actually that I want to do? So, um, to me, conscious leader is somebody who as i said like um who dares to be seen with whatever what, whatever is inside of them like they dare to share it are you an entrepreneur are you having products and services and are you daring to have them be seen and like offer them to the world are you somebody who has a message and dare to be seen in sharing that message standing for something inspiring somebody or like at least standing for your opinion are you an artist musician, a painter, a poet, whatever. And are you daring to have your art seen out in the world? Right. And like always all of these things is like face other people's opinions, face the feedback, face um, rejection, right? All of these things. And then the conscious part, it's for me, it's like um, people who work on themselves, people who try to get a further understanding of themselves and also of the world at large like also behind the scenes like what's what's actually going on in our world and mm -hmm. mostly inside of us so like uh, it's the people who yeah want to have more self-understanding who are working on themselves who are maybe studying different teachers or um, are really making a hopefully daily effort to understand themselves better and through that also understand the world better and most of them are people who want to see a healthier planet, a more joyful planet, a more free planet, a more just planet, all these kinds of things. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And they're both a bit intertwined, aren't they? The leader and the consciousness, because a leader faces certain issues and the conscious person starts to reflect upon that too. So that really kind of intertwines in a way too. But a leader doesn't necessarily have to be conscious. I mean, look at, exactly. for example, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, for example. Um, can I think we can all agree, all the listeners that listen to this podcast can agree that that's ne not necessarily a conscious leader. So that's beautiful in, in which I, I think too, what you said is that people who want to live a conscious life, life also care about how the world um, is influenced by the things that you do. You know, uh, every for every reaction, there's or for every action, there's a reaction. So if we can be more conscious and be more loving in that way, that that would make the world so much better. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you for the work that you do. Mm. Thank you. Um, you believe that we signed up for our lives as souls. Um, can you explain why you believe this and what does that look like? Yeah. So I I kind of do believe that it, it feels feels like that to me sometimes. And uh, I do believe that we are on basically our soul evolution journeys. And um, yeah, we kind of sign up to come here to on the one part, also maybe just help the collective of Earth, what's going on here. And also, obviously, we have our own things to learn. So it's like, as we said, also before, uh, we, we humans, we tend also to be like, why can't it be more easy? Why does it have to be so hard? Why can't I just be a freaking like a happy millionaire, like a celebrity, whatever, all, all these kinds of things that people wish for and that many of us, you know, kind of have as goals or as visions. And that's perfectly fine as well. 
and then at the same time it's beautiful to realize that ah okay probably uh, the setup of my life is the way that it is because i have certain things to learn and because at some level actually i want to learn them and i'm like creating an experience for myself to actually like a gym or like a training ground like to actually work on these and uh this life feels so real and it is real and also at the same time sometimes i'm I'm having moments where where i also can understand like at the essence nothing's really at stake 100 i completely agree with what you everything you just said and it's funny because on the other on the one hand as humans we're like uh, this is so hard but sometimes I'm also like why in F's name did I choose this life <laughs> you know what I mean um, I, I know it's to learn lessons and that's always a good answer for myself to bring myself back to the core of like the essence of life but it also feels like oh this is just sometimes so hard why why did we have to choose this mm. time but I think every time probably had it's um bad and good things so you also say that our triggers are our teachers can you talk about that for a bit yeah this was something that that came up uh recently also for me uh again because obviously what what i'm kind of teaching now and what i'm also helping people to go through is is uh just also the product of my own journey of claiming my own voice and um also speaking about things I very much started off like I th probably most people are like putting stuff out in the world, but really with the focus of, I hope I really don't want to step on anyone's toes. Like I really want to be like cookie cutter, you know, it should be nice. It should be like ice cream. Like everybody just loves it. And uh, vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I started off like that and that's perfect. And also at the same time, I noticed after some, time when my nervous system acclimated to that and, and I'm like okay like it's it's safe to share something but also I don't feel like it's a real representation of who I am right I'm, I'm taking the edges off when I'm sharing myself or what I believe in and so the more we start to put out our real opinion and also start to show us fully um, the more we're also going to trigger people and I don't know whether everybody's just uh, familiar with the terminology, but like when we speak about triggers, it's like if people, if for example, by something you say, people get upset, people get aggressive, people get angry, people get, yeah, like they, they feel hurt or they feel attacked or something. And our triggers are our teachers because they show us so much about ourselves, right? Like if I'm triggered and if I have the willingness to, to look what's going on inside of me and we, inside of my body and also my psyche, I can get a lot of insight of where I am holding on to identities, to opinions, to labels, to things that are not really me, that are not really my, my life's experience, but they are some artifacts, some like mental imagery or like mental entities that, that I am not really, but I am identified with. So yeah. This is a really beautiful thing. And um, also it's, it's very hard work because uh, in the nature of being triggered also, usually it means that emotions come up with it. This is why it's very impulsive. It happens in the moment. We cannot plan to be triggered because it, it won't trigger us. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, it's brave work if people choose to 
to look at that in the moment and to also yeah like not project outwards and like just attack and just try to make their external world in the way that ah oh, i can be calm again i can be safe again but like if something triggers me i'm gonna have the opportunity to look inside and be like oh yeah what what is it actually and um one kind of easy way to assess where you are with your own triggers is a nice thing of like um i i sometimes say like show me how easily i can trigger you by saying something and like i can and i can tell you where you are uh, in your own self work as well because like if you're very easily triggered it means that you're identified with a lot of things carry a lot of labels and you're actually it's a form of enslavement as well if you have to defend opinions or positions or these kinds of things so i feel the triggers are a powerful and very challenging way to grow yeah it's definitely true um it's beautiful that you say that you can see how far people are in their journey um i always say that triggers you can they can have two meanings and it's funny that you say that it also has to do with your identity because um triggers can have two meanings both kind of like connected to your identity one is you either um are triggered by something that um is you and you didn't notice mm. that it was a part of you or it's something that's completely not you that is that you're really like very much against it if you know mm. what i mean um and that's also very important to look at the trigger because people so easily put um the blame on someone else like they triggered me you know or mm. they hurt me or but look at why you got hurt really do the 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 work underneath it and especially around i don't really want to say it but around covid at the moment in the netherlands i'm extremely triggered by the rules um that are over here um because a lot a big part of the collective in the netherlands at least is being shut out people who are not vaccinated are not allowed to go out to certain things unless they're tested and that's even going to get even more worse um and i feel triggered because i always because i grew up as half dutch half british i identified with that free dutch mind um and i'm feeling like okay that complete identity has just been wiped out for me because the the dutch are really like enforcing rules that are not liberal that are not free and i was like wow okay so that's a real trigger especially for me so i thought i'd just throw that in there mm. um yeah so triggers are very important to look out for within yourself yeah i love what you said like just to maybe tag on to that a tiny bit i love what you said also like if somebody hits some something inside of us that we are really but we didn't want to we didn't want it to be true right it's like our also our shadow side of like oh i'm not yep. that i'm not tyrannical i'm not uh narcissistic all these kind of things only the, the other people are um definitely that and also i want to also say like because there is a i feel there is a possibility also and people sometimes fr from this understanding go into spiritual bypassing for like everything is only inside of me and everything that happens outside i should only be looking inside of myself for like oh yeah why am i you know like somebody locks me up 10 days in a dark room yeah what what does that have to do with me you know like i should be <laughs> fine with that you know i'm over exaggerating but it's just this understanding of like no no there there are also definitely like situations where we should be trying to change things on the outside and we should be claiming like our space or our rights or whatever so definitely um, 100% but you're allowed to set boundaries you're allowed to say no to exactly. certain things that are not okay yeah. yeah yeah that's true that's really a form of spiritual bypassing oh my god mm. yeah so true <laughs>
Thank you for adding that. <laughs> okay, so you are a super conscious man and with consciousness comes facing your own emotions and shadows, like you just said. If I could tell my partner why it's cool for him to, as a man, to be vulnerable and soft, what would you tell him? I mean, I would tell him that it feels pretty damn good to also embody that side sometimes and to just um, be able to be everything as a man. Many of us men, we carry these old kind of outdated stereotypes of boys don't cry, men have to be strong. And um, it's super beautiful to be strong as a man and to embody that. And also, again, that you can become enslaved to having to be strong. So yeah, can I just add something to yeah. that? It's also really beautiful as a woman, and I'm not going to go into different gender types at the moment but it's also really beautiful as a woman to be held by someone like a man who's so strong so it's also nice to sometimes go into that stereotype but it's also there's a balance sorry exactly <laughs> no no as you say and like obviously men and women we both embody masculine and feminine feminine energy right and that's super beautiful and but that's the thing like also there's there's a lot going on around female empowerment and i love it and it's like also maybe the women claiming back a bit more also of the masculine energy and bringing it also in a healthy way, uh, integrating it. And also at the same time, yeah, like, for example, if we, I hold these men circles, right? And it's like a bunch of men coming together and like dropping a bit deeper than we usually do. And usually it's a space where men can share so vulnerably because they are feeling so safe sharing this because everybody opens up and at the end of like this let's say two-hour experience everybody is amazed at how liberating it is and actually how strong we feel for having gone there and for having integrated some of these parts um, because it's liberation it's freedom if we can also be that and if we can also we don't have to like wear these masks all the time of like, yeah, no, I'm strong. Everything's fine. I have everything under control. Um, and we can also cry sometimes. We can also be confused and be weak sometimes and just feel that as well, which again makes room for integration, for healing, for more self-understanding, which then again in the process like makes us stronger, more integrated, more conscious, more present, uh, more functional men. And um, this is something that I'm super, super excited about, yeah. That's beautiful. And also going through your emotions might be seen as weak, but it's actually really strong because you're confronting certain pains and certain issues that you've been dealing with maybe for a longer time. And it's just so strong to be able to let them go. So yeah, strong, beautiful. yeah. <laughs> Um, then I have four short, short questions for you that I'm going to ask you. Um, what should we teach all children from a young age? Good question and a, and a good timing as well, because I feel uh, emotional intelligence is something that, that uh, would be amazing for children to just integrate more. Like um, we blame children a lot for the emotions, the different emotions that they have throughout the day sometimes and that they are living them so openly and it is because yes. we as a society suppress all of our emotions and it, we actually get triggered 
by the children because they're able to just feel their freaking emotions and then everybody knows it and they cry exactly <laughs> yeah. and two minutes later everything's fine guys i'm joyous yeah. i'm free i'm happy let's go play something so Sorry. if we could maybe we, we don't even need to teach them emotional intelligence we should just basically stop telling them that what they're doing is wrong and we should be facing our own stuff and like let the children be and learn from them yeah trigger alert for some people <laughs> <laughs> which book should everybody read uh i really have a very important book that people should read who are interested in in the whole climate topic in saving the earth um it's a book that is actually called climate the subtitle is a new story and it's by a very beautiful man called charles eisenstein who is in my opinion one of the greatest teachers of our time and it speaks about what's happening in the world and also the climate change narrative in a way but like in a very comes from a very different perspective comes from a very holistic perspective and also speaks about um how the whole topic of climate change and what's happening the changes that are happening on our planet are also often viewed very me mechanistically and very mm. disintegrated from like actually what nature is so i really really it's it's i feel a very important book and i encourage everyone to check it out and check out Charles's work. Oh, that's so powerful. The Dutch media just came out with this thing about climate change, like really explained into detail and why it's a bad thing. And it's like, it really, really, I hope people have now started to realize like I've got to change my behavior, if you know what I mean. Mm. Uh, it's just um, everybody should definitely read this. I'm going to read this. I'm going to put that order that straight away. Please. And yeah, let me know. And, and also, I think it's going to be enlightening because, um, yes, also because I feel because it's such a big topic as well in the mainstream narrative, uh, we also need to be cautious because people also use the narrative and use actually humanity's love for the planet and for nature for different motives and agendas as well and uh, i felt for me like charles is a guy that also he's actually something that we talked about like he's can be very analytical scientific and also has the the more feminine qualities of emotion and uh, feeling and intuition and i think he does a great blend of bringing them together so uh if you read it uh yeah i'm super curious how how you think it is beautiful i'm definitely ordering that one thank you uh which other podcasts should we listen to so i love podcasts and uh there's uh a few that i that i like and like um depends on on which topic that we want to go in but you also mentioned it i'm 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 also just um very critical in a way of what's happening on on big scale on our world right now and like health questions and everything so i actually feel um a very important podcast these days is called health sorry i have to check that and uh, get the name right health yeah. freedom for humanity oh wow and um it's a very very beautiful podcast i feel uh very in depth as well and um i really i really learned a lot from these guys 
I'm definitely checking that out. Thank you. And last but not least, what's your tip for living a life in love? Hmm. Wow, one tip, huh? That's a tough question. Um, so, <laughs> I guess, I mean, Whatever. a life in love has to be rooted and everything actually that, that like all of the things maybe to bring it circle like the things that we talked about like we want certain things we have visions we we have goals and that's beautiful and it's perfect that's exactly the way it should be and also at the same time the, the longer i'm living the more i'm studying the more i'm realizing and um, learning about myself the more i understand that if i don't start at bringing first acceptance and then respect and then love to myself which is probably the biggest journey that i've been on for the last let's say close to 10 years the less it matters what i do in the in the outside world the less it matters how my life looks so like if i'm not grounded in self-love let's say like that this is a big word it's also kind of a buzzword right self-love is everywhere but like literally accepting myself respecting myself and then like at a later stage maybe truly starting to love myself the more i do that the less important it's going to be like how i crush my goals and everything i'm kind of i'm going to live a life of intention but like i'm i'm going to be able to enjoy every day truly and like the sad thing that i see often is if people spend all of their life and all of their energy um going after these goals and then they at some point arrive where they thought they want to want to be and they are not grounded in the self-love um, it's not going to help them. We see it in celebrities, we see it in millionaires, we see it in all of the people who we kind of admire and we would love to have their life. And we also see many of them because they're not grounded in self-love actually cannot enjoy what they have. And this is very sad in a way. So I think for living a life in love, we have to really, or we're, I'm inviting everyone to consider like really making it an effort to heal the relationship to ourselves and to start to love ourselves and i know like it sounds a bit cliche and i, I like as i said there's much a lot of talk these days around around self-love and it's beautiful but also i truly feel that it's uh yeah a really really important thing and uh and also we sometimes have hesitation still to talk about that yeah yeah it's a big one i mean self-love is extremely important but it's also not easy so um if it's you know if you come across things that have to do with trauma then i would invite you to maybe look at them and have someone next to you to help heal that because that just makes that's like a first step you know towards self-love and it goes in ups and downs sometimes um yeah you can just love yourself more one day and less the other and that's also okay so it's not like a straightforward thing but yeah self-love is definitely a huge one thank you mm. where can people find you and how can they work with you yeah so right now i'm most active on instagram my instagram handle is philip that's a ph in the beginning one l in the middle and then two p at the end underline shine just like the sun shines oh beautiful and um yeah so this is the best best way i love connecting um to people like feel free also to just um yeah send me a message there or like feel free to interact with me there and uh yeah this is the, the central place for now 
cool. Yeah, your uh, the layout of your feed is also really beautiful. I love the aesthetics of the colors. So that's really thank beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I have to say the landscape of Portugal really helps with that. So. Oh yes, that's true. <laughs> Thank you, Portugal. Thank you so much, Philip, you, for Megan. being here. And um, yeah, I just, I love this interview. So thank mm, you so much. Thank you again here. for having me. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Please keep on doing that. And uh, yeah, it was super great to be here. I loved this interview with Philip. You could really notice his passion for living a conscious life. He's definitely very open and well read and well informed and very well developed so you can really notice that he really has done his work so that is just absolutely beautiful i just wanted to say something about the fact that i asked the question you know if i would tell my partner it's okay to be a soft man or a softer man what would i say i don't want to say that ross isn't i just thought it's a good question to ask where with which everyone can identify because you can replace the word partner for brother, father, um, I don't know, just friend. A friend who is very much in the male energy, and I think that's something we deal with as a collective, is that the masculine energy is very much about not feeling. And I myself have <laughs> experience in not being able to express my feelings and I feel like that has a part to do with growing up in a society where expressing your feelings is really not okay so it doesn't have to be a man man woman thing it can be uh, a female like masculine and feminine energy kind of thing um so I don't I hope not to trigger anyone <laughs> talking about triggers in this podcast uh, with that question I just feel like it's a beneficial thing for loads of us to be able to express our emotions and to feel and to be vulnerable towards others with our emotions because it could if we share those sort of things the the connection that that really opens up because of it is absolutely massive and absolutely wonderful so yeah i just wanted to add it add that to uh to this so thank you so much for being here i can't wait to have you over on the show next week again to hope i hope you're going to listen to that um, I've got another amazing man, uh, David Waldy, who is going to share stuff about being an empath and, oh, he's also just a, a light. Um, so I can't wait to see you there and I hope you have a great day.